Let me tell you a little bit about how today's sermon came about. I'd originally planned, this was uh, uh, several weeks ago, to have Aaron uh, Turner uh, speak today, but when I got around to him, he's in high demand and he was already taken. Uh, he's already preaching at another church, and so I thought, man, well, if Aaron can't do it, which now I've learned I've got to book him about six months in advance, uh, that's how uh, high power Aaron is. No, but it, I, I say that jokingly, but it is a blessing. Uh, Aaron is able to be a blessing to other local churches in our area. And he's able to go out and he's able to help some of these churches fill the pulpit in some of those times. And so uh, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that's an extension of our ministry. Uh, but my mind started wandering. What, what are we going to talk about then on the Sunday after Thanksgiving and before the Advent season begins? Sometimes this Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent, so we already know what we're going to do. And uh, so my mind began to bounce around to all sorts of things, dozens of different topics, passages, things that were going on. All this was happening back in mid-October. Uh, and one day towards the end of October, uh, we were in our bedroom and Faith just asked me this question. She said, are you memorizing anything in Scripture? And she didn't mean that to be convicting, but it was immediately convicting. And I don't know why she asked it, what prompted it in her mind. And I, I had to say, you know, no, I'm, I'm not really memorizing anything in scripture right now and uh, later that day I jotted that down as an idea for something that we could talk about because I didn't want to be the only one convicted uh, by lack of scripture memory I thought well why can't I share this conviction with other people and so I typed that quick note out and uh, that led to today because uh, after thinking on that I wanted to ask that question of us what are we memorizing in God's Word. Why is this important? Our Wana Clubbers, every week, uh, they're, they're pumping out Scripture memory verses. They're, they're putting these things into their hearts and into their minds. And I've said this before uh, to you, that 80% of the Scripture that, that I know that's there in my mind is a result of Awana Clubs and growing up in that in my, my young life. And I've added a few more things in there over the years. Uh, but adults, what are we doing to memorize Scripture? Um, I'm not sure who, who originally came up with this first, but it's either Jerry Bridges or John MacArthur. Uh, they use this illustration to show the importance of Bible intake, and there's really a handful of ways, and there's a little bit of pun intended in that, that we intake Scripture. Uh, we read it. Uh, we study it. We hear it. Uh, we memorize it. And we meditate on it. And the illustration goes like this. When you have all, all five of those means engaged, you have a good, solid grip on God's Word when you're reading, hearing, studying, memorizing, and meditating on it. Memorization is oftentimes a harder word to swallow than study and reading. Let me read to you what Donald Whitney writes to open up a section in his book on memorization. He says, Many Christians consider the spiritual discipline of memorizing God's Word as something tantamount to modern-day martyrdom. Ask them to memorize Bible verses and they react with about as much eagerness as a request for volunteers to face Nero's lions. How come, he asks. Perhaps because many associate all memorization with the memory efforts required of them in school. It was work. And most of the time, it was uninteresting and it was of limited value. Frequently uh, heard also is the excuse of having a bad memory 
But what if I offered you, this isn't me offering this, by the way, this is still the quote. What if I offered you $1,000 for every verse you could memorize in the next seven days? Do you think your attitude towards Scripture memory and your ability to memorize would improve? Any financial reward would be minimal when compared to accumulating value of the treasure of God's Word deposited within your mind. If we're honest, we memorize a lot of things. Many of us, for, for, for work and for different things that go on in our lives, we, we memorize certain procedures and information. There's certain things that we've, we've done over and over. There's a repetitiveness that, that it's just plugged into our memory. Some of that is due to the routine. But sometimes that's just simply due to passion. Things that we're, we're passionate about. I thought of a couple of things. I remember years ago when I started taking over the the 941s, thankfully that's off my plate now, but I remember Mitzi showing me how to do these 941s and, and still after four or five years of doing them, I, I approached those things with such timidity because I didn't want to check the wrong box or put the wrong thing. But for Mitzi, she'd been doing that for 25 years and doing it for multiple clients and it wasn't anything. She had it memorized. But it scared me. Some of you can name the entire starting roster, defense and offense of the Kansas City Chiefs. You can knock off all sorts of stats, team stats, individual stats. It's something that you're passionate about. We memorize all sorts of things around us. Shouldn't God's Word be a regular routine? Shouldn't God's Word be something that we're passionate about? But to cover the topic today, and we're going to be relatively brief and simple with this, I'm going to steal from Donald Whitney's book, The Spiritual Disciplines of the Christian Life. It's an incredible resource that I would commend to you at every level. But I want to take just some of the section headings that he gives regarding memorization. Why is it important? I think that's the place we have to start, right? It's not just, okay, do it, but why should we do it? What's the purpose in Scripture memory? Here's the number one point that he gives. Memorization supplies spiritual power. And man, do we need spiritual power. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, I have stored up your word in my heart or I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. God's word gives us spiritual power to resist sin and the temptation of sin. In Ephesians, what, what Chuck covered a few weeks ago in chapter 6, the, the, the sword of the Spirit is what? It is the Word of God. And, and when, we, when we store up God's Word, we are giving weapons. We are putting weapons in the hand of the Holy Spirit that, that He will use in those moments of temptation when we're fighting against sin. We're arming the spirit with those weapons of what is true. The best illustration we have of this is found in Matthew chapter 4. I'm going to ask you to turn to Matthew 4 with me. Matthew chapter 4. Jesus' ministry is just beginning. And because Jesus is the second Adam, he needs to be tempted as the first Adam was tempted. First Adam was tempted in the garden. Satan came to him and tempted him with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the second Adam would also be tempted by Satan himself in the wilderness. And I want to read through this text with you, Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus 
was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, then command these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Verse 5, Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command the angels concerning you, and on the hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus said to him again, Again, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Verse 8, Again the devil took him to a very high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All of these things I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And then the devil left him. And behold, the angels came and were ministering to him. What lesson does Jesus illustrate for us? What do we learn from Jesus that the one we're to follow, the one we're to model ourselves after? It's the power of knowing God's words in the moments of temptation. At every point when Satan comes to tempt him, what does Jesus do? It is written. He doesn't, he doesn't pronounce anything new. He pronounces what God has already spoken. And he quotes from Scripture. And you may say, well, I don't know if I'm ever going to be in the wilderness and Satan comes to tempt me, so I don't know that I'm ever going to need uh, to be uh, as ready as Jesus needed to be ready. And that is true. You probably won't be in a wilderness facing temptation. But what about when the copy machine at work breaks again? And they said they were going to fix it this time. And they didn't do it. What about in that moment of temptation? Or what about when the doctor comes in the room and says, it's cancer? Or what about when your spouse cheats? When life begins to overwhelm, how will you respond? That's what we have to understand is that your response in, in these circumstances is limited to the amount of Scripture you have memorized? Have you equipped your mind and your heart with God's truth so that those weapons are readily available to you in that moment when they're needed? We need to memorize God's Word because it supplies us with spiritual power. Second, memorization strengthens our faith. The verse that really immediately comes to mind when I think of this is Romans chapter 13, verse 17, and it says this, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. How do we grow our faith? By hearing the Word of God, by engaging in God's Word. And so one sure way to hear God's Word is to memorize it, is to put it in your mind and in your heart. Some of us, we complain and we bemoan all the time our, our weak faith. We struggle in this area. My, my faith is weak. And we say that week after week, month after month. My faith is weak. 
but we refuse to do anything about it. What will strengthen our faith? God's word will strengthen your faith. Open it up. Unleash it. Use it. There's a great line from an old Cademan's Call song. It says, water, water everywhere. And I complain about my thirst. The prescription, it's in my hands. While the pain I curse. We have the solution. We know the answer. How can I increase my faith? Get in God's Word. Memorize it. I mean, we won't necessarily take, take answers here, but how many of you have a verse that often comes back to your mind when you enter those trials and those difficult circumstances? Why is that? Because you've memorized it. Because the Spirit knows to bring it to your mind in those moments of pain and grief. It builds your faith. Number three, memorization prepares us for witnessing. It prepares us for discipleship and counseling. Remember that it's not just about your spiritual maturity. It's about our spiritual maturity. It's not just about you being a disciple of Jesus. It's about you making disciples of Jesus and, and, and feeding into their lives. If you want to be ready to share the hope of Christ with others, with the lost, then you have to memorize God's Word. You, you have to have at least some, some key verses that are ready for you to share with other people in their difficult situations. One of those for me is always 1 Corinthians 10, 13. There's no temptation that's taken you that's not common to man. God is faithful and he will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation make a way of escape. It's a verse I share all the time because it's an incredible verse to share with people who are in trials. One of those other verses that I often share is 2 Corinthians 5, 21. He made him who knew no sin to be sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. It's one of the most beautiful and simplistic verses that encaptures the whole gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to have God's word ready so that we can share it with other people in their moments of need. Number four, memoriza memorization provides a means of God's guidance. Everyone's always on a quest. What's God's will for my life? What does God want me to do? And we're asking that question as we're facing decisions and difficult things are going on in our lives. Friends, God's will is right in front of you. He's, he's written it down for us. We just need to read it. We need to meditate on it. We need to memorize it. Psalm 119 verse 24 says this, Your testimonies, oh, they are my delight. They are my counselors. God's Word counsels us. God's Word is meant to help us as we move through the various seasons of life. When we take God's Word with us in our hearts, we are equipped to discern God's will in given situations that we'll face. We don't have to call other people. It's present. It's in our heart. When, when someone at work is, is rude or when someone at home is rude, I can know God's will for my life in that moment is to be kind, is to be tenderhearted, is to forgive. 
That's what God wants me to do. Why? Because that's what Ephesians 4.32 says. I've memorized it. Finally, memorization stimulates meditation. When you have memorized a verse of Scripture, you can meditate on it any time, day or night. You can think on the truth of it. You can reflect on the, the God who said it and His character and what He's promising you in that moment. And, and honestly, meditation, that's, that's the end game of God's Word. It's not just about reading it. It's not just about memorizing. It's not just about checking those boxes. The end game is we're meditating on it, that, that, it's, that it's being applied and ingrained into our lives. We're, we're living it out now. That's meditation. Meditation is lingering by it so that it, it affects us in the way we live. And memorization helps us to get there. I think so often we, we take for granted our accessibility to God's Word in our present day and age. Memorization was, was far more popular, I'm certain, at certain points throughout church history where God's Word wasn't something you could go buy at Walmart even. It wasn't something that, like I have, 10, 12 copies, Bibles around my house and office. They would put it to memory. They would hide it in their heart. We need to do the same. We need to follow uh, what the, the steps of those who've gone before us following in Jesus' example hiding it in our heart, being prepared. So how do we do this? What do we do? I just want to give you a few things to think about before we dismiss. First of all, you have to overcome the temptation to excuse yourself because you have a bad memory. So some of you are thinking, well, you just don't understand my memory. I, I don't have to understand your memory. Be obedient to God's Word. Cut through that excuse. Number two, you have to make a plan. You have to have some sort of plan. You can't just say, well, yeah, I want to memorize God's word. What's the plan? What are you going to memorize? What are you going to do? And there, there's options out there. I want to share with you one of the things that, that I'm doing, and this is where this really kind of lends itself to a church-wide challenge as we move into 2023. Uh, my recommendation in a system that I've used in the past is called Fighter Verses. And they're called Fighter Verses because... They help us to fight the fight of faith that we're fighting. And, and it's, a, it's an app that you can get on your phone. You can go to the website. But every week, you'll be looking at a particular verse. And uh, you'll be working through that. One verse, maybe a couple verses put together, a short passage. And you're memorizing that. That would be my recommendation to you if you don't have a plan otherwise. Uh, if you have kids that are involved in a Awana club, maybe your plan could simply be, I'm just going to memorize what my kids are memorizing. I'm going to do it right along with them. That way when, when they're trying to quote their verse to me, I'm not having to look at the book either. We're back and forth. Sometimes people like to memorize huge sections of, of the Bible. Some have memorized whole books of the Bible or the Sermon on the Mount and, and just try to work at that day in and day out. But I'll reiterate again, beginning in 2023, I'm going to work through the, the third set of verses that are there in the fighter verses. And I'm going to, I'll send this out in the email today so that you can have access to some of these things and view that. But if you're interested in joining me in 2023 and a passage a week, a, a verse a week, 
Um, I, I would like to know that. I would like to know who's doing this. Uh, don't do it alone. Whatever you do, find somebody else that can hold you accountable. Find somebody else that can do it with you. Number three, oftentimes I encourage uh, counselees, people that I'm working with, to write it out on an index card. Keep it with you. Keep it in your purse. Keep it in your pocket. And, and at certain points in the day, pull out that verse and, and review it and renew it in your mind. You can set reminders on your phone that'll pop up and there's the verse. But I think I, I've found the difficulty of that for myself is I'm good at ignoring reminders. Uh, if it's something tangible, something physical, it, it seems to be more worthwhile to me in those moments. Number four, some people are more visual. Um, some people are, are more creative. That, that's not me. I'm very analytical along these. But some of you, you memorize by drawing things out. You're memorizing by, by, by uh, drawing pictures of these verses. And you, you have this creative edge about you. That's okay. Do that. Some people are more auditory, listening to the verse over and over, making up a song about the verse over and over. It helps you. By the way, the Fighter Verse app has songs on there. The verses are put to music if you want to use that particular tool. Memorize it word perfectly. It's one of the scripture memory things that I saw in many of the things that I looked at. Do it as word perfectly as you can. Do it in that way. Number six, review review, review. It's what I appreciate about Awana Clubs is, is those kids are learning those verses in cubbies. It's often duplicated then in Sparkies. And it's often duplicated then in TNT. And they're coming back to it again and again and again so that it's ingrained in their heart by the time they move into Thrive. One way to review is, is this. It's to share it with others. Use it. I'm telling you, this is one of the, the beautiful things about the way in which our God works and the Spirit works. The verses that you're memorizing will be verses that you'll be able to share and minister to people that week. Somebody will share with you about uh, the things that are going on in their lives and the frustrations and the difficulties, and you'll be like, hey, seems like I've been memorizing these verses in Psalms about that. And you can, in that moment, use it in their life and in your life to do the ministry look for those opportunities that are around you. In closing, I want to share a quote with you from the late, great Jerry Bridges. It's in your bulletin. Here's what he writes. I'm, I'm very much aware that Scripture memorization has largely fallen by the wayside in our day. But let me say as graciously but firmly as I can, we cannot effectively pursue holiness without the Word of God stored up in our minds where it can be used by the Holy Spirit to transform us. I know it requires work and is sometimes discouraging when we can't recall accurately a verse we've worked hard to memorize. The truth is, however, all forms of discipline require work and are often discouraging. But the person who perseveres in any discipline despite the hard work and discouraging times reaps the reward the discipline is intended to produce. So my challenge to us corporately as a family, as we move into 2023, let's make it a point, not just our kids, but all of us adults, to memorize God's Word. Put God's Word in our hearts so that we might not sin against Him. 
I'm going to ask you to bow with me for just a moment. What's your plan? What are you going to memorize? When and how are you going to do it? Those are questions you may not have an answer to just yet. But I just want to invite you in this moment to invite the Spirit to help you to put that plan together, to give you the drive to be obedient to this particular discipline for all of the reasons that we've listed. And so I just want to give you a moment and I'm going to pray for us. Father, as you are aware, it's kind of a nuts and bolts sermon today. But there's really nothing nuts and bolts and structural about your word, God. It is an incredible gift. It's the truth that we need in the midst of the lies all around us. It's the light that we need in this darkness. It's the hope that we need in, in the depressiveness of this world. God, it's the joy that, that pushes out anxiousness and worry. And God, if there's, there's nothing else that we get today. Help us to leave today delighting in your word more. Help us to leave today with, with commitments in our mind, commitments to be doers of the word in the sense that we will begin to hide it in our heart with greater intensity. With, with greater quantity, with greater quality. Help us to push aside the excuses that we would make. God, I, I'm, I'm anticipating just incredible blessings as we move through 2023 engaging and memorizing Scripture. Ways in which your, you will unleash your word in our lives. Ways in which you will unleash your word through us into the lives of others. Help us to be more mindful of your truth. God, we're thankful for you. We're thankful for the gift of your word. Thank you for being a God who speaks. Thank you for being a God who reveals yourself to us. Thank you for being a God who reveals your will, your desire to us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.